This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. So Newsday did their NFL preview. You know, they pick all mm-hmm. the divisions. They pick the, the wild cards, and they pick right. uh, who they think is going to win the Super Bowl. And, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, everybody's got similar picks. You know, maybe, right. maybe a little change here or there. Buffalo, popular pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Rock has the uh, Chargers winning the Super Bowl. A Tom little bit out Rock. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe Maniello, I believe I pronounce, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name or not. He has the Dolphins winning the AFC East, which is a little bit out there. He has really? the Dolphins winning the Super Bowl. I don't know if they do drug testing at Newsday. <laughs> I suggest they start doing drug testing at Newsday. I don't know if he was trying to just come up with something that was just, you know, if he's a headline right now, you know, trying to do something to shake it up a little bit. All the other picks are, you know, very similar. I don't know if he's being held captive, and this is his way of, like, sending a message to the authorities that, you know, something is wrong. Obviously, he would never do that. But I don't know what made him come up. I don't know what analysis or algorithm he has going on on his own time. But I can tell you right now, what hand happened? to God, there is absolutely there is no chance. You have a better chance of seeing God than having the Dolphins win the Super Bowl this year. No shot. Did Did you see that uh, Chris Carlin predicted that New England would finish last in the division? Yeah, well, look, I don't agree with that, but I can see where he's coming from. It doesn't seem like a very talented roster. It seems like they've, you know, even with the quarterback playing as well as he did last year, didn't do a whole lot of changes, some weird coaching decisions, who's calling plays, who's not calling plays. So uh, I don't agree with it. I think that that one has a better chance of (laughs) happening (laughs) than the Dolphins Winning the – not even just getting there. Not even – I mean, winning the division, that's a pretty tall order with the yes. Bills being what they are. But mm-hmm. And the Dolphins getting eaten alive every time they play them. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that. I was like, well, that can't – that's got to be a misprint. That can't be – that can't be correct. Belichick would quit before allowing the Jets to have a better record than him. Oh, I mean, he would <laughs> – I, talk about holding a grudge. Man, yeah, that really. dude holds a grudge like nobody's been – remember when he was the, – the, the play that they had with the – what was it, like the punt or something like that? And it was like a – they had a way of, like, running more clock down. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, a loophole in the rules, and he's just standing on the sidelines laughing to himself <laughs> when Gase was there. Oh, yep. he just loves torturing the Jets. He does. And, and I mean, that's it's 20 years ago now, right? Like you yeah. think at some point you've won. You, you, you won the battle. Exactly. Very and odd. all they did was offer him a job. Listen, it was Parcells. You should be angry at Parcells, I, I, not the it Jets. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you should be angry at Bill. Bill's the one that set him up. <laughs> and I thought baseball players hold grudges really well. Oh, it's unbelievable. No, the, 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 he's the best coach right now, and he's the greatest of all time at holding a grudge. Oh, he is... His picture's on Petty Crocker's box. <laughs> it's unbelievable. unbelievable. It's bad. Uh, Atlanta picked up a run. They're now up 7-5, batting in the top of the fifth. Geo's in Union City. What's up, Geo? Hey, what's up, guys? I'm a, I'm a longtime Jets fan, uh, which is the NFL fan equivalent of being a, a doormat, really. Um, but I'm kind of calling the response to the last caller. I, I just feel like this narrative – of the uh, Jets as a circus organization is kind of tired. 
when you look at where the team is. I know the results are not there. The results matter. But I think I'm really tired of this narrative of them being this incompetent organization when you look at kind of the offseason that they put together this offseason and couple that with kind of what Joe Douglas has done with the culture. I know the results mean everything, but I guess I'm really just tired of, of this same old narrative that's been going on for, for as long as I've been watching the team. Jill, all the Jets fans are tired of the same old narrative that you guys have been watching over the years. You really are. And I think some of it is, and thanks for the phone call, some of it is frustration, Gordon. Some of it is, some of it is unfortunately, Jill, it's true. Yeah. I mean, look, look at what Idzik did. You know, look, look at what McCagnan did. I mean, look, two look years the ago, their choices. head coach was Adam Gase. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and listen, I mean, come on. You And, and for, for Gase, you, you, he, he got most of his wins against you. Why would you bring him here? You already knew how to lose. You yeah. need to bring somebody in to help you know how to lose. That was not the way to go. So, and that was one time where the Jets made a move. Jet fans largely despised it. Yes. And as much as they hated, hated it, they actually undersold it. It was actually even worse than Jet fans made it out because that's how bad he was. I mean, he, he was, was completely incompetent, the wrong guy, uh, could not – uh, those press conferences from the moment he got here, the press conference was a disaster. Yep. Everything that guy touched was a disaster. So yep. uh, I, I think that they're on more solid footing now. Obviously they're a far more talented team, but until you turn it around, until you show people that that's the old way and it's not the same way. I mean, last year was a rough year as well with mm -hmm. the quarterback playing as poorly as he did the defense being as bad as they were. It's going to take a little while before people are going to get that taste out of their mouth. It's the same thing you said about the Knicks, right? Being fleeced. Right. It's the you got to stop making bad moves. If you want people to stop thinking you're the team that makes bad moves, stop doing those type of things. You know, so listen, if this team, if this team plays to the way Salah says they're going to play, Gordon, if they win seven games, six, seven games, and they're, they're competing, they're in every game, that starts to turn it around. Okay, that's that's what starts to turn it around. You have to see you need the results. The results are important. Even in losing, the results are important. If you're in every game, if you're competitive, then you could start to see, okay, yeah, they did make some play. They did pick the right players. I mean, much most of the Nick most of the Jet draft choices aren't even in the league. No. I mean, Gordon, they're not. They haven't had a second I mean, round pick. It's unbelievable. To show you how, how far been. the Jets have 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 were had fallen, the fact that they released guys this year and they actually got picked up by mm -hmm. other teams, that was noteworthy. Yep. Because usually when the Jets cut guys, they don't go anywhere. Nope. That's their end of their NFL careers. <laughs> They're done. So that's a sign that uh, you know things are turning around. But from where they were. They, it's going to take a very long time to kind of get back up. It's almost like turning a giant ship around, right? You don't yeah. do it overnight. They no. we were in such bad, and the, and the ship one didn't even need to be turned around. It needed to be no. right side. I mean, it was sinking. Yeah. Yeah. You had to, you had to hoist the petard. <laughs> I don't know the port or the starboard or anything like that, but I know when it's sinking. And it was certainly, yeah. I mean, between McCagnan, Itzik and McCagnan. Oh. 
they uh, they just they, they just destroyed the organization and left you in such a spot that it was you know like the average team the good like a good team has a certain percentage of draft picks that they are moves that they hit on mm-hmm. when you're not hitting on any of those moves and you're a bad team already how long do you think it's going to take before you can close the gap forever forever and and part of this listen we're blaming the GMs part of this is management Gordon. I mean, how do you let McCagden spend the free agent money and then fire him? Yeah, it doesn't make. And remember, they also had that year where we were all kind of talking about, well, are they tanking? Are they not tanking? They didn't make any moves, right. but they cleared out a lot of things from these. Oh, right, we're going to we're going to let the roster kind of play and see what we got on this roster. And they didn't add anything to it. Right. And that that set them back even further. You had an entire offseason where you didn't make any improvements to the roster because you wanted to find out what you had on the roster. Newsflash, you didn't have anything on the roster. You should have known. <laughs> you should have known. You're there every day. The, fir- the, first, the <laughs> first thing, I always say this all the time, the first thing you have to be able to do is scout yourself. That's right. And they did not do a very good job of that. ESPN New York is celebrating the return of football, Gordon, with the back-to-football viewing party with Peter Rosenberg. This is Thursday night, September 8th, as the new season kicks off. Come watch the season opener at the Ainsworth, located at 310 Sinatra Drive in Hoboken, New Jersey. Peter will be joined by the 98.7 promo team with Anita Marks as they give away back-to-football prize packs and tickets to select 2022 Jets football games. ESPN New York's Back to Football Night is brought to you by Modelo, Jack Daniels, FanDuel, Sportsbook, and Leafly. We'll continue to take the phone calls, and I want to find out how Gordon did on this fantasy draft. That's next on 987 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 987 ESPN. Also, Gordon, we're going to hear that we've been talking all this about Zach Wilson, but there's a Giant player who the Giant fans are wondering if they will see on Sunday. Here's uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. I think play Sunday. I don't know. Right now it's day to day. You know, it could really go the way. So we're just kind of waiting to see where it is when time comes. Uh, that one's a, that one's interesting, Gordon. That one that one's a bit more tenuous, I think. Well, look, there's, you know, it's an evaluation year completely for the Giants. It, it's largely an evaluation year for the Jets, too, but there's mm-hmm. some expectations that are tied to results with the Jets, right? I mean, yep. with the Giants, it's not that way. So, certainly, if Thibodeau is, is ready to go, okay, fine, you can get him out, and, and, and you can limit him, right? Like, you wouldn't limit a quarterback. Either mm-hmm. he's 100% in there or he's not 100% out of there. So maybe they can limit him. I was going to say, you, with the Giants, you're going to have to be more specific. I mean, the amount of injuries that team has I know. every single year. And what's Amazing. going on with Kadarius Toney? Will we ever get a – he feels like he's going to be one of these guys that comes and goes and we'll never really get to see him on a mm-hmm. regular basis. He'll, he'll always tantalize you with his talent like he did last year. But it just feels like you're never going to really get a, a true answer about who that guy is. Doesn't he feel like he's related to Sterling Shepard? Well, like I mean, at least Sterling Se- Shepard felt like he, he he had like he had a lot of injuries, but like when he played, you knew what you were getting. With mm-hmm. with Tony, he I mean, the range of outcomes with that guy, he's had games where he's invisible on the field. He's had he's missed plenty of time and practice. Like the first whatever it was, rookie minicamp, he had issues like right away, and he's always had issues with injuries, with this thing, with that thing. But when he is at his best, he you can see the talent that the Giants yeah. saw in him. Yep, but. 
it's it just feels like it he's it's very hard to be counting on him and a year two with a receiver that's a big year right like we expect yeah. a lot of things out of Elijah Moore this year mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we should be expecting a lot of things out of Kadarius Tony he's clearly got the talent but it just doesn't he doesn't feel like a reliable guy he doesn't he's got Gordon, he's got big playmaking ability. He's got game breaking speed. You saw Absolutely. him go over across the middle. He just leaves people behind. He's just not focused. He 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 could be, you know, Jordan Runon told us. He could be one play, he could be like ready the next play. He, he'll drop a pass right in his hands. It's it's yeah. focus. He just doesn't have it right now. And you know, it's, it's Gordon, it's about learning how to be a pro. And he just he he's he's not there yet. He just isn't. Yeah, and talent will get you a lot of opportunities, but he, his talent is so great, but yet he is so uh, all over the place that it's kind of hard to believe in his talent. You always want to give like talent more of a chance, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I mean, he's had so many chances here in the two years that he's been here, and it just doesn't feel like he's ever going. He's he always seems like he's going to never going to have his head on straight. Yeah, I agree. Dan Graziano weighs in on the who's calling the plays for the Giants this season. I think it's the way it was going to be, it was going to be all along. Like they, they got Mike Kafka to leave Kansas City, to leave Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, and that, to come to the Giants. Who Max? I don't know if you know this, but they haven't been as great a team as Kansas City the last couple of years. So I, I don't think come he was going to come to that situation if he wasn't going to be a, like a step up for him as in terms of responsibility. Mike Kafka wants to be a head coach someday, and I think it speaks to Dayball and like what he sees his role as the head coach. Like a lot of guys, offensive coaches are going to come and be head coach. They're going to want to call the plays. They're going to want that level of control over the, the, that thing on game day. Dayball, I think, views himself more as the overseer, the tone setter, the guy who can communicate the vision to everybody. Like, he'll have oversight over Kafka, and he'll be able to veto play calls if he wants. But I think it, it says a lot about how Dayball sees himself as a head coach. And, I, I, and then more than just, I was brought in as an offensive guru. I'm, I'm, I'm here to manage the whole team. Uh, by the way, Gordon, 9-5 Atlanta, Oakland bases loaded, bottom of the fifth. Um, it's interesting because... I thought that, to be honest, I thought uh, Salah was going to call the defensive plays as head coach last year, and I thought Dayball was going to call the offensive plays as head coach this year. I understand why he brought some folks in. I'm just curious to see if and more. I don't think Dayball would do it this year. I'm curious to see if Salah is going to overrule Jeff Albrecht on on occasion on the defensive sideline with some of these calls, because I think. Because of the side of the ball that you specialized in as a coordinator that helped you get the job as a head coach, that side is expected to be better than the other side, right? So I think this year, because, yeah, we're talking about Zach Wilson and we're talking about the offensive weapons, Gordon, the identity of this football team is still going to be how physical this defense can be and and how they're going to be able to stop people. Because even if you score points, you still have to stop people eventually. And defensively, they were, in a word, brutal last year. And so this year, the same thing with with the Giants. Offensively, they were, in a word, awful last year, the past couple of years. So I'm curious. But in, once again, as you mentioned, since this is an evaluating year, why not let you know Kafka make the make the play calls and just see what what you know see see what happens out there because you want to see who's staying and who's going. Yeah, and I mean, with Dayball being a first-time head coach, it's, it has to be an adjustment, right? And and mm-hmm. you would have to expect, maybe look, sometimes the team surprise you, but you'd have to expect that he's going to have his hands full with the entire team. He, yeah. It's a different job, and he's got to get used to that job. It's not the offensive play caller. It's not about just uh, 
I mean, remember Adam Gase sitting on the sidelines, drawing on his little whiteboard <laughs> while the defense is out there. The game's going on. He's not even paying attention to what the Mm-mm. defense is going on. So you don't want no. that. So, yeah, I think it's good that they have you know, they put a staff in place. Kafka seems like he's well-respected around the league. It's an upgrade for him to be calling plays and being the offensive coordinator. So let him have at it. And speaking of have at it, Larry, have you seen the scoreboard, my friend? Uh, yes. Ah. Oh, Braves, A's, all tied up. Mm-hmm. Not, yep. Mets and, not, not, not Mets and Braves. No. Braves and A's all tied up, bottom five. Amazing. It's amazing. Uh, hey, Gordon, yeah. makes you feel a little better about the A's, doesn't it? As a Yankee guy? No, no, it doesn't because <laughs> it's about the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees stink. Uh, the Yankees absolutely stink. Uh, I, I started to make you, I mean, and, make you feel a little better. The scary thing, like people are focusing on the division race and all that. And yeah. I get it, right? Because, you know, you blow that big of a lead. They could, they, I mean, it would not be that much of a shock if they continue like this, that they will be the last wild card. They won't just be a wild card. If you are, if you can fall far enough that Mm. you are out of the division race, the, the, the falling, that's the significant fall. The, The rest of it is just like a little bit of a fall from, from being the first wild card to the third. That's only three games. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's crazy. It's crazy. Dave's in Carmack. Hey, Dave, you're next on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, how are you? Hey, Dave. Uh, I'm calling about the Yankees. I think that the Yankees uh, should not fire uh, Aaron, uh, what is his name, Uh, Cashman. I think they should fire Aaron Boone, uh, and they should bring back either Girardi or Torrey. Why would you fire Boone when it's Cashman? Cashman, everything is Cashman. Yep. The manager was picked by Cashman. The moves that the the manager we all believe uh, has having influence on is is coming from the front office. It's coming from the analytics team. Yep. And you know what's annoyed me about this whole thing uh, is I've heard this a lot lately. And you know that the pressure's on Cashman when you hear this. Yeah. Well, if you fire Cashman, who are you going to get? We'll find well, who am I going to get? It's third, <laughs> I mean, there's all these teams. There's all these front offices. You, know, you think nobody else can do the job that Brian Cashman has done? Now, I'm not telling you he's done the worst job in the world, but the last three years have been significantly disappointing. If this year keeps going in the direction that it's going this year, even if they win the division, if it's another quick exit out of the playoffs, even if it's a, division, a, a playoff series, even if it's – I mean, any way you chalk it up, if you lose in the first-round playoff series, you, you, you play. Well, that's a disaster. Mm-hmm. If you win that series, but then go and face the Astros and lose that, that's a disaster. Yeah. And then if you go to the World Series and you lose that, that's also, I mean, the, the goal this year, win the World Series. It was clear to everybody. Everybody was in agreement. And then all of a sudden the team can't figure out a way to win a game. But this idea, I, I, Ken Rosenthal even brought it up. Well, you know, Yankee fans, be careful what you wish for. You, whoever would get the job, look, the person would have to do a good job. Sure. But they would be taking over a job where the payrolls are as one of the top payrolls in yep. the sport. Yep. It's not like the team is barren or, or, or void of talent. Uh, this idea that, oh, well, if you get rid of Brian Cashman, who could you possibly get? Oh, t- don't worry. There's plenty of people that would be fighting hand over fist to get that job. It's general manager of the New York Yankees. I mean, come on. What are we talking about? <laughs> 
who are you going to get? I don't know. I can find somebody. There's no question. There'll be people banging down the door now. Absolutely. Listen, there might be people that have sent resumes in now to House Steinbrenner. Well, after if, the way if this they haven't already, now would be the time to start preparing it. Get that cover letter ready. 1-800-919-3776. More calls next on 987 ESPN. You're listening to the best of ESPN New York tonight. It's ESPN New York tonight here on 987 ESPN. Listen, we know that Otani has his uh, fan club. We know oh, that he does. Don't worry. They're out, they're out in full does. force. They're out in full force. You know. And once again, we're not saying he's not a great oh, player. Oh, look, he's he incredible. Is. He's he an is. incredible player. And if I had a vote, I would put him second. Yeah. But he would just, be second. He's not the MVP this year. No. He just isn't. Sure. And, and it has to be the type. To me, if you're an MVP on a terrible team, it has to be like there's a void in terms of the voting, like there's no, you know, like the best team, there's not a, there's not a specific guy. It's just a great team. And there has to be. And last year, uh, Vlad came in second and the Blue Jays didn't make the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think that that kind of, you know, those were the two main guys. Both teams didn't make the playoffs. So I can see giving it to Otani in that situation this year. Again, where would the Yankees be without Aaron Judge? I, can, I, I mean, it wouldn't think. be a playoff team. I can tell you that no. right now. And if he ever cools off, they ain't going to win. The, they might not win the American League East anyway, even with him doing what he's doing. I mean, he's if he were to ever have a weak slump, God knows. I mean, they might not score any runs, Larry. You're right. I mean, without Aaron Judge, you guys might be battling with Baltimore in the year where Baltimore's improved. It's a, it's amazing. <laughs> it's ama- I mean, it's, and again, it's it, you take a look at the lineup. And it's yeah. not just this year. It's not just injuries. Don't give me that. It's been all these kind of half measures where the ca- their, their, their salary is what it is, and they're spending – it's not like they're not spending any money. They're just not spending it, and they're locked into certain guys, mm-hmm. so they have no maneuverability. So that leads to moves that you see this year with certain guys where it just doesn't – I mean, it's not a very productive lineup. And it leads to guys last year. Right? Think about all the bats that Rugnit Odor got last year. Yeah. Or yeah, at the beginning wow. of the year where they brought in Jay Bruce to try him or, or mm. Mike Ford or Tyler Wade. And that's mm. why they signed Corey Kluber last year. Mm. It, it, you know, like people will say, well, well, is it Hal that's the main problem? Is it Cashman that's the main problem? Well, something's got to give. I, to me, it's more Cashman. If you can't put together a better, more well-rounded offense – than what the Yankees have put up here the last couple of years with 200 and whatever, $50 million, whatever their salary is. Well, then that, that's kind of on you. Now, I would say coming into this year, if you're Hal, you knew, all right, we're spending 100 and whatever, say it was 200 before they spent mm-hmm. any money. Mm-hmm. That's not enough. And, and, and just be, you know, nickeling and diming it is not going to be enough to win. So we're going to have to either, you know, find a way to uh, spend more money or find somebody else to be spending the money. One of those things has got to give, because right now it's not working. And don't look now, Gordon, but this is an older team. You yeah, know, you I, keep I, guys I, are like, you know, judges, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. judges like the baby of them, right? You're 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're looking at what, Rizzo's 30? What, what uh, Donaldson's old, over 30? Oh, 36, 37, yeah, I think. Yeah, you got yep. a bunch of guys. Aaron Hicks, I mean, you got a yep. bunch of guys. Stanton's that are, 32, 33. Yeah, Rizzo of, is an old 32. 
Yeah, you got some guys. Not a lot of yeah. Lemayhew's thirty-two, thirty-three. No, absolutely. There's a lot of age on this team, and you're locked into some of these guys moving forward. Uh, And unfortunately, the one guy you're not locked into is the one guy who you really need to be locked into. (laughs) But I mean, it's a it's a fair. I know Yankee fans aren't going to want to hear this, but it's a fair conversation to have of whether or not signing Aaron Judge is the right right move long term. As great as he's been, again, you're not paying him. For what he's doing right now, you're paying him for what he will do in the future. And at 31 next year, the history of those contracts, big money to 31-year-old outfielders is not great. It's not a great track record. In other words, what does he look like 36, 37, 38? Right. I mean, and again, we don't know what he wants, right? Maybe he wants a 10-year deal. What if he Uh wants a 10-year deal? Right. Never know. I mean, based on this year, he should get every penny he can get. Absolutely. Absolutely. Will's in Jersey City. What's up, Will? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for taking my call. What's going on, Will? Okay, so just a few things, um, um, and then I'll finish with a question. Um, The first thing is the the last caller said, get rid of Boone. The problem's not Cashman, right? Um, he's 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 absolutely wrong. He doesn't know what he's watching. Cashman's been around for a while, for a while now. And, yes, he was successful in his early going. But the last, let's say, six to eight years, we haven't had that type of success. The reason why people think that we're delusional as fans, Yankee fans, is because we expect that the money we put out on this team is going to show out in the field. And the problem is it hasn't the last few years. You go to Yankee Stadium, a beer costs 1850 You go to Yankee Stadium with a family, you're probably ending up with a four or $500 a day. That's why we're so angry. That's why we're so upset. And the guy that we could point fingers to, it is, it is Boone. So I finish with this question. Who, 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 who could be the next GM? The next GM? Hey, maybe you do what Oakland did with Billy Bean. Get Derek Jeter, minority owner of the team as well, like Derek Jeter be the GM, like Derek Jeter call the shots, or you could even get a guy like Theo. Get a guy like Theo Epstein. Uh, he broke two curses, and, and, and let's get it going. Maybe, you know, things don't end up well at, at, at times for legends like, like Cashman, like Joe Torre, guys like that. Sometimes you don't leave on your own accord. But I think if, if, if this team breaks, he's got to go. What do you think about Derek Jeter being the next GM? Thank you, guys. All right, Will, thanks for the phone call. I don't, I, I don't think Jeter's going to get back in baseball, Gordon. I, I, just me. I, I don't know if he's going to want to do something like that. As a Yankee fan, that would not necessarily I, – look, I love Derek Jeter, but you know there was a time when the Yankees went looking for a manager after um, Joe Torre, and the two finalists were Don Mattingly and uh, Joe Girardi. And I am a huge Don – anybody of my age that grew up a Yankee fan is a huge Don Mattingly fan. But mm-hmm. at the time, I felt like, you know what, I'd much rather go with Girardi, and I think it was the right call at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it kind of got proved out that way. So it, it's not about legacy. It's not about what you did for the team. Like, who's the best man for the job? And if the Yankee job, if the Yankee GM job opens up, there will be no shortage of candidates. Now, mm-hmm. the only problem with that is, like, everybody complains about, uh, you know, Cashman and the analytics. The next guy, he's going to do all the same, you know, he's going to do the same stuff in terms of analytics. They're not getting away from that. Mm-hmm. Just you have to hope that they do a better job of analytics than, than what Cashman and his crew have done. Atlanta back in front, 10-9. Uh, Gordon, we have a question from Jay Blaze NYC on Twitter. 
At Hardest to ESPN at ESPN NY 98 underscore 7 FM at Gordon Damer. A couple of questions, Gordon. Ready? Yeah, give it to me. Riddle me this. Is Cashman the GM next time the New York Yankees make the World Series? Hmm. Well, considering he's like the fifth Steinbrenner, it feels like (laughs) he's going to be there forever. So I don't know if they're, they're, you know, I don't know when it's going to be the next time they make the World Series, but it feels like he's not going anywhere anytime soon. Uh. Jay Blaze, I'll say this. I think he still will be the GM unless something happens this year and, Gordon, they don't make it. I think everybody's out. If, now, when if, you say they don't make it, you mean they don't make the World Series? They don't make they the don't playoffs. Make the, they don't, oh, if they don't make the oh, – uh, yeah, that would be – You know what I'm saying? If they don't – yeah, what, what did mean, you yeah. say? Like, the way they're going, they might not make the even the, the – they'll be struggling well, it would to make requi- the final wild card? It would require card? The, the Orioles to get – because it's the seven teams this year, so it would require um, uh, the 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 Orioles to get super hot. Mm-hmm. Um, or to, you continue to be really cold. Well, I mean, look, I mean the way they're going, right? I mean, yeah. they've been terrible. I mean, I'm gonna tell you, Gordon, bad. If, they've been terrible. If they don't get out of the wild card again after having a 14, 15 and a half game lead, right? Something's got to change. The division, go into the wild card game and then lose there. I Something's got to change. How do you spin it? How do you, you spin can't. it? At There's that nothing point? to spin. You, yeah, they got to go. They'll, they'll, they'll use. Oh well, you know, we were the best team in baseball, and then we got hurt. Uh, but but you, so you you went with a bunch of guys who are older guys who get hurt. You know, like yeah. you don't get a pass on Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo has a well-established back injury. Yes, he has back problems. That's which we've known means that. which means Gordon that your bench needed to be top-notch, and it isn't. No, and that's what it gets back to. Like they're always, it's 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 a higher level of money that they're spending than the Wilpons ever did. But it's almost in the same way, the same kind of thing. Like you're locked into this money. This money is nowhere close to enough to build a, a, a championship level team. But now you're not going to spend more money. So now you kind of have to nickel and dime and find ways around problems to make sure that you stay under this luxury tax threshold or whatever number they come in at and say, you know, we got to stay under this number. All right, here's the second question. All right. Are both Judge and DeGrom in New York uniforms next year? I think Judge will, I think DeGrom will be in the New York uniform. Yeah, I, I, I mean, how could – as great as the mojo that Steve Cohen has going right now, if the Mets were to not win a World Series this year and lose to Grom, man, that you oh. want to talk about things that turn in a hurry. <laughs> oh my God, that things would spin very fast. The Grom will be here. Yeah, I think the Grom will be. Grom will be here. Now, Judge, he's I'm not gonna, so he's sure. Not, he might be making fifty million dollars a year. He's not going to be cheap. <laughs> no, he's but not. Now he'll be here. He'll be here, Judge. I don't know yet. I I, I don't know. It feels I, like. Tell me if I'm wrong. It feels like that there is this sense that Judge has already made up his mind to leave. Like, not that anybody has said yeah. that, yeah. but it just kind of feels like there's this mojo with the amount of criticism the Yankees got for night yeah. signing him before now. It feels like there's like this, I don't want to say open secret, but it almost feels like there's this, this, this feeling like this is his last year here. All right, so I'm going to switch the questions. This is number four. It should be, I'm going to make it number three. Is Otani more likely to be playing for the Yankees or the Mets next year? Well, Gordon, based on what you just said, I would say Yankees because I would think that he would be the person they would try to look at to try to, you know, bring in lefty batter and a pitcher. 
Uh, you need they box wanted office. Them originally, yeah. Uh, I would say that if if they don't if they don't bring back Judge, they have to have a box office person in that line. Right. Well, look, that's the that's the main goal: selling the tickets and making sure that yes. stadium is full at all times. And what better way to do that if you lose Aaron Judge than go out and make a deal for for Otani? So yeah, that that would uh, I'll say this: they'll have far more interest in Otani than they did in Juan Soto. There's no question about it. No question about it. And you could be your fourth starter. <laughs> sure, also. why not? Sure. Yeah, why not? Well, you look, know. they wanted him originally, sure. and he said, you know what? I don't want to be on the East Coast. I want to be on the West Coast. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll still say I want to be on the West Coast. But if he's available, the Yankees will absolutely jump at him. Gordon, when you've, had, when you've been in the, in a, on the team on the West Coast, that's what, 20, 30 games under 500 for a, number of year, for a couple of years? You'll take the East Coast. <laughs> you want to win. Well, well like they th- that's the thing about Mike Trout is that I almost kind of lose respect for him if he doesn't demand a trade after I this agree. year. I agree. Now, now, I don't know where he can go with that contract. The Angels will have to eat a good portion of that. But, like, how many years? Like, don't you ever want to go to the playoffs? Yeah. They keep adding playoff teams, and you're ne- you're getting further away. Yeah, you're not getting closer. No, you're not, not getting, getting closer. closer. No. Okay. Last one from Jay Blaze. If neither team makes their LCS, who makes the bigger changes? I don't think the Yankees are making any changes. I think the Mets. I think the Mets will make a couple of changes if they don't. Well, look, I, I think you I know, it kind of depends do. on how the story ends. Like, right. do the Mets not get to the World Series this year? Is Degrom back? Is there is there something that's glaring? Like, hey, we need to improve this. I am confident that Steve Cohen is going to put more like if if he's going to throw money like my wife always says throw money at the problem mm-hmm. he's going to throw money at the problem yes he will yeah i am confident of that the yankees not so much they're, they're looking for a bargain they they have a couple of coupons that they're looking to <laughs> clip out of the paper and, and they're going to find a really good deal yeah cohen's going to go out and find another home run bat to put in that lineup that's what i, I think definitely he'll do i could year. definitely see that yeah sure that's what i think he'll do because because Epler didn't get it done at the trade deadline for whatever reason, maybe they tried, they couldn't get it, whatever the deal is. But you know, I, I think I think he's going to look for some home run power to, you know, cover Alonzo. That's what I think he's going to do. That's that what makes I think, sense. Yeah, I mean, that, that's it was it was clear at the trade deadline that that was, you know, that that brings you back to one that has been shot down before, and maybe it'll be shot down again. Mm-hmm. Is Aaron Judge that guy? Yeah. I mean, if you ever wanted to show that you're no longer the little brother, yeah. that's the way you do it, right? And you'd sign him for 10 years. He might sign him for 20. <laughs> <laughs> he, just know. he just, he just might. might. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN.